Thanks for joining us for the Covenant Living Broadcast with Pastor John Butler of Covenant Life Church, located at 130 Atlantic Avenue in Bremen, Georgia. On today's broadcast, Pastor Robbie Williams speaks from the subject of why. And now, here is Pastor Robbie. For anyone who knows me any length of time knows that I have a rule about shoes, and that is I don't wear them, right? I love flip-flops, but I ruined my last pair of flip-flops Wednesday as I was pulling my trash to the side of the house. I stepped in a pile of dog mess. And uh, now let me tell you, I desperately tried to clean them. As nasty as that is, I tried to clean them because I just don't like wearing shoes. So they would not come clean. So I threw them in the trash and then I went and took a shower, right? Because that's just nasty. So wanted to get that out of the way first. Um, before, we, before we dive in, can we just pray one more time and ask God to bless this hot mess that is standing in front of you right now? Father, today, I thank you and praise you for the opportunity. God, it's not, it's not every day that I can stand in front of my family and, and tell them the words that I believe that you've laid on my heart. So today, God, I thank you for the opportunity. But God, I know they didn't come here to hear what a man has to say. They want to hear your words, God. And Father, I pray that you speak to each and every heart. Father, what is it that you want to say to them as individuals today, God? Speak your word. And I pray, Father, that our minds and our hearts, that our eyes and that our ears would all be open to hearing the truth of your word. God, we're not interested in an opinion. We want to hear the truth today because we know that it is the truth that will set us free. And God, today I thank you and I praise you for giving us a word from you. And I pray, God, that you bless it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. What I want to talk to you guys this morning about is a one-word question, and it is the question, why? Right? The question, why? As we walk through different seasons of our life, over and over and over and over throughout those seasons, we hear this question, why, all the time. You know, I, I, re, I have a daughter who is right now 17, and, and I remember as I was kind of thinking back through this, some of the questions that she asked when she was like tiny, right? Why is the sky blue, Dad? I don't, I don't know, <laughs> you know, I guess that was the only crayon in God's coloring box that day, you know, so he colored it blue. I don't know, baby. Or, or a lot of times, why are we eating that? You know, I don't like Brussels sprouts. I, would get, I don't want to eat that. How I many you guys, right? You know what I'm talking about. They don't want to eat that. Why can I not wear, and this was my favorite and I still remember it, why can I not wear my cowboy boots to gym? Right? Are you really going to run up and down the basketball court in cowboy boots? Oh, come on, sweetie. And, and I don't, you probably had the same experience, and this has been more than once. Okay, something like, baby, go clean your room. Why? Well, because family is coming over. Well, why are they coming over? Well, because they love us and they want to see us. Well, well why? All right, go clean your room, sweetie. Because I said so. Maybe not the best reason in the world, but 
it got her quiet, and she went to clean most of the time, most of the time. And as she began to to come up, and I remember even in my own life, as I began to move into teenager years, my whys begin to change a little bit, right? Uh, we're all kind of adults in here, and why is my body looking like this, <laughs> right? I stand in front of a mirror, and that's just not what I, you know, not what I expected. Um, why, why can't you be more like so-and-so's parents, right? They let them do whatever. They let them stay out late. They let them go to the party. They let them go see rated R movies, right? Why can't you be more like so-and-so's parent? Man, if I heard that, mm. why do you hate me, right? What do you mean, why do I hate you? If I hated you, you wouldn't be here, right? Why do you hate me? Why do I have to clean my room? That was an adolescent question, and it was still her teenage question. Why do I have to clean my room? I'm just going to mess it up again. Why do I need to make my bed in about eight hours? I'm going to be right back in it. Well, there's reasons, sweetie. Why do you, and this is one that I asked because I was silly and I probably heard it, but I, if you know me, I like to pick, and my mom's not a picker. And so we were driving. I had just got my permit, and uh, we were driving down the road. No, I just got my license, and we were driving down the road, and it was a three-lane road, and we were in the middle lane, and there were two drive, there were true transfer trucks beside us. So I was right in the middle of two transfer trucks. She was freaking out. I'm a, I'm a new driver, just got my license, and we're driving down that road, and she's like, be careful, Robbie. You know, slow down, Robbie. You know, don't put your hands at 10 and 2, Robbie. You know, she's giving me all these things. And I said, hey, Mom, why do we drive on parkways and park on driveways? <laughs> oh, man, it, it broke the tension for a minute, and then she was really mad, right? <laughs> don't you dare ask me a stupid question in the middle of all this. You know, as a young adult... Our whys change, right? They kind of move on. Why do I have to do this? Why do I have to get a job? Why do I have to go to college? Why can't I not just sit at home and do nothing? I want to travel. I don't want to go to school. I don't want to get a job. I want to travel. Well, how far are you going to go? You ain't got no job. What, you going to walk outside? You're going to walk around the yard? Go travel outside. You know, you're not going to see much. So why do I have to do that? Why do I have to get a job? Why me? I remember ask, sitting at work. I worked at Earthlink, and I'm a network optimizer. I'm surveying our network, and I'm trying to find ways to save us money. And my boss comes in there and says, hey, Robbie, we're having some big clients come in. I need you to do me a favor. I need you to go clean the break room and the bathroom. I want to make sure they're clean. Why me? Right? <laughs> why, why are you looking at me? I'm trying to save money. Don't we, don't we have somebody that can do that? Why me? And my favorite that I've heard a lot, even, and this is sometimes now in the teenage years, is why is there not an app for that? Right? I mean, I'm trying to hear calculate stuff. I, why can't they just develop an app that would just tell me the answer I want to know? As parents, our whys change. Right? Why are you the way you are? You know, that ain't your mama and me. That ain't got nothing to do with us. Why are you the way you are, right? It's the questions we ask. Why can I not go to the bathroom by myself, right? Why, why does every child and my husband, I mean, I <laughs> have to come in the bathroom 
with me, right? Why can I not go by myself? Why do I have to explain everything 10 times? Erica has said that to me over and over and over. You know, why, Robbie, I'm just asking you really simply, why do I got to keep explaining this over and over and over? And my favorite is, and it's one that I've heard from even my own mom sometimes, why do I have to have kids to get grandkids? Why is there not a way to jump straight to grandkids? Why do I have to deal with all that mess just to get my grandkids, right? How many of you guys have, you know what I'm talking about? Man, we all have these questions as to why. And why do we want to know the answer to the word why? Why is it, why do we need to know why? You know, I think there's a comfort level for us that comes when we kind of understand that there's a, there's a reasoning behind it. We, we will tend to do some things that we normally wouldn't do if we kind of understand the reasoning behind it. You know, a couple of Saturdays ago, the CCC in Tallapoosa did a big Christmas deal. And they were there from 11, I think, till 3 or 3.30, something like that. I can't remember the exact times. But they fed over 1,300 people that day. It was an amazing day. And, and so I went to, to volunteer, and they put me in the kitchen. Right? I, I don't cook. That's not what I do. But I'm in the kitchen. And they said, I need you to sit here and open cans for five hours. Just keep opening cans of corn, keep opening cans of green beans, keep going and getting whatever. That's all I need you to do. Just sit here all day long or stand here all day long and open cans. And then when they're done, guess what? You can help us clean up too, right? So I'm thinking, you know, for me, if it was just me, I'd be like, there ain't no way that I'm going to go spend my Saturday standing on my feet in a kitchen opening cans. There's no way I'm going to do that, hurt my feet all day long, and then go clean. But when I understood the why, when I understood that there's going to be 1,300 people that are going to get fed that day, when, when there's going to be over 500 people that get to go home with a box of food that's going to last them three or four weeks, when they're going to get to come in there and they're going to get their hair cut, they're going to get lice checks, they're going to get their picture, the little kids are going to get their pictures made with Santa, they're going to get dental checkups, oh, I'll stand there a lot longer. For some reason, if we understand the why, man, it makes all the difference in the world to us. It makes all the difference. One of the questions, one of the why questions that I want us to discuss this morning is why do you have a relationship with Jesus? Why? Why do you have a relationship with Jesus? Listen, I, I have, since I was 16 or 17 years old, I've, been work, I've worked with kids, with little kids. And, and at some point in my early 20s, I also kind of started working with teenagers at our churches and... and, and um, what do you call them, social groups. But uh, in the last five years, I've been on, six years now, I've been on staff here, and for the first half of it, I was working with kids and outreach, and for the last three years, I've been working with you. And what I believe is that it is my job as their pastor to teach them why they need a relationship with Jesus, yes. not how. Not how to have it, but why. 
Because if I can teach them the why, the Bible is full of all the hows. You know, you and I, as their parents and as people that they look up to, should be showing them how by our examples. God himself, if they have a real relationship with God, God himself will show them how. What they need to know is why. Why do I need a relationship with him? And if we can get an understanding of why you and I have that relationship with Jesus, it's going to change everything for us. The why really matters. Let's look at our first verse today, and it's Matthew 7, and it is found in verses 22 and 23. It says this. I can see it better here. On the judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name. We cast out demons in your name. We performed many miracles in your name. But I will reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, you you who are breaks God's law. Leave that up for a second. They had all the hows right. Right? They prophesied. How many of y'all would think if somebody stood up here and prophesied that they knew God? Right? They cast out demons. Listen, if I'm standing here and there's somebody with a demon and it gets cast out, whoever did it, I'm thinking, dude, they know God. Right? Because I'm not doing that. I mean, can I just be real? It's scary for me. Right? It's scary for me to see somebody who's willing to do that Man, we've done many great works in your name. Yeah, you did. You had the how right. You didn't have the why right. And it cost them what? It cost them everything. We can have all the hows right, and if we get the why wrong, it costs us everything. Why? Do you have a relationship with Jesus? And, and I believe that there are three, really kind of three whys that someone has a relationship with Jesus. And the only way that in my simple-minded mind that I can kind of explain this is using human relationships. And so I want to talk about, and you have to imagine, if, do you guys have a pretty good imagination? So let's imagine that there's a couple right here and we'll call them couple a that's easy right so couple a is sitting right here and they meet each other and they begin to develop a relationship with one another and three or four months down the road this young lady discovers the reason why this young man is with her in the first place what has happened is someone has come along to this young man and said listen if you do not Build a relationship with that young lady right there. I'm going to kill you. You're going to die. And I don't care what you have to do. I don't care what words you have to say. I don't care how you got to behave. If you do not build that relationship with her, I'm going to kill you. Now, let me ask you, how many of you guys would like to be in that relationship? To where you find out the only reason why that that young man or that young lady is with you is because they're afraid to die. Ain't got nothing to do with you. They just don't want to die. I know I wouldn't want to be there, right? Wouldn't want to be there. 
couple B. You see that A, B? Isn't that cool? Thought of that all myself. Couple B right here. A man and a young man and young lady kind of meet, start developing a relationship. And she discovers four or five months into it why. Why he's in the relationship. He's in the relationship because that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to grow up. You're supposed to have boyfriends and girlfriends. You're supposed to get married. You're supposed to have kids and then pass away. It's what you're supposed to do. Heck, it's what my mom and dad did. It's what my grandparents did. It's what my aunts, my uncles, my cousins, my nieces, my nephews, everybody's getting into a relationship. So, I mean, you're there. I'm here. It's what we're supposed to do. Let's get into a relationship. Let me ask you, how many of y'all would love to be in that kind of relationship? To where you find out that person that you're dating is just supposed to be. Now, it sure is a heck of a lot better than somebody being in a relationship than with you that they're going to get killed, right? But still, is this what you want? Is this the kind of relationship you want? And let's look at couple C. Couple C right here. They develop a relationship. Three or four months down the road, she discovers why they're in a relationship. She discovers that this young man loves the mess out of her. That this young man thinks that she hung the moon. She can't do nothing wrong. He flowers her. He showers her. He gives her all kind of blessings. He opens doors. He pulls out seats. He tells her how beautiful she is even when she isn't. You know what I mean? She, he does all of these things and just lavishes his love on her. Said, girl, I'll leave everything for you. Where do you want to go? I'll, I'm going with you. You know, I, we have a joke in my house. My wife sometimes says, you know, jokingly, you know, well, we'll just leave. And I'm like, well, I don't know. I'm going with you. I mean, you might as well pack me a suitcase because I love that girl. You know, wherever she goes, that's where I'm going to be because I can't, I can't live my life without her anymore. And, and he, she just founds out all this kind of stuff. How many of y'all would love to be in that kind of relationship, right? Why do we want to be in that kind of relationship? Because the why matters. They're all a relationship. They all can function, but the why matters. The why matters to us. Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 1 and verses 1 through 3. If I could speak with all the languages of the earth and of angels, but didn't have love didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong, a clanging cymbal. Hang on. If I had all the languages, all, of not only human beings, but angels, but I didn't have love, it's nothing. What's going to the next verse? If I had the gifts of prophecy, if I understood all of God's secret phrases, how many of y'all would like that, right? Amen. If I had all of that, if I knew his plans, if I knew all that he possessed, all the knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains, but I didn't have love, 
be nothing, right? What's the next verse say? If I gave everything that I have to the poor and even sacrificed my own body, and I could boast about it, but if I didn't have love, love for others, I would have gained what? The howls are all there. More howls than I'll ever get. What made the difference? The why, right? And what was the why? It was love for us. It's love for us. So let's look back at these three examples real quick. What if God, in his infinite wisdom, created a planet, put human beings on it, and we messed it up? Because that's kind of what happened, right? And what if he looked down and he says, you know what? I did all this, and they're going to die and go to hell so I'm going to send Jesus, but I'm just sending them so that they don't die. What kind of relationship would that be for him and his children? Not much. Well, what about couple C? What if God looked down and said, man, I created these, these jokers. They messed this thing up. And I'm going to send my son Jesus to die for them, but that's because that's what I'm supposed I'm God, that's what I'm supposed to do. You know, I don't really know that I care too much. This is what I'm supposed to do. I created the mess. I've got to fix the mess. So Jesus, you got to go die. Not much of a relationship. What if he did it for a couple C? Look down from heaven. Oh, God. I guess he would say, oh, me. He wouldn't say, oh, God. What, he? <laughs> what have I done? They've messed it up. But you know what? Whew. I sure do love them guys. You know what I'm saying? I sure do love those guys. And I can imagine as a father who would look at my child, Kylie, and there are moments where I think, good Lord, child, if I did not love you, whoo, right now, if I did not love you. I can imagine God sitting there and looking at us and saying, oh, guys, y'all just don't understand. I could blink and y'all would be gone. Right? Right? You don't understand the power that I possess. I, like we say, I brought you in. Woo! If I did not love you, right into hell. But he didn't. He sent, look at John 3.16. What does it say? For God what? Woo! You want to know why you and I can breathe? Love. You want to know why you and I don't die and go to hell? Love. You know why you can sleep in a bed tonight? Love. You know why you have hot water in your home today? Love. God looked down and said, these are my kids. And I love them so much that I'm going to send something that no one else can send. And I'm going to send my son. And I'm going to give him to them so that they don't die and go to hell. 
how Jesus came to this earth could have been many different ways. The how could have been the same. But it's the why that makes the difference. It's the love that makes the difference. I want to look at one more scripture. And that's 1 John 4 and 7 and 8. It says, Dear friends, let us continue to what? Love one another. For love comes from who? God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and what? Can we pause right there for a second? It says anyone who loves is a child of God and what? So if you have no love, say it again. You don't know God. My question to you, and we're going to go to the next verse in just a second, but my question earlier was, why do you have a relationship with him? And can I submit to you that if there is no love, you have no relationship. You cannot know God if you have no love in your heart. What does the next verse say? But if anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is what? It's who he is. Man, it's a great test to see where you are. God, yes, I came to you because I heard a preacher preach one time that if I didn't accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, then I'm going to die and go to hell. And you know what, God? I don't want to die and go to hell. So I accept you. Man, it's okay to meet Jesus that way, but that is not the foundation of your relationship because you cannot know God if it is not based in love for him. You can't. Oh, man, you know what? I got, I've been in church since, me personally, I've been in church since I was three weeks old. My mom had me in that church every Sunday, every Sunday night, every Wednesday night, every revival. How I many you know what I'm talking about? You got drug kicking and screaming, but you were going to go to church. Why? Because that's what you're supposed to do. We live in Bremen, Georgia, in the middle of the Bible Belt, and you are supposed to be in church today. Why? Because it's what you're supposed to do. That's what mom and dad did. That's what grandma, granddad, that's what my aunts, my uncles, I mean, everybody goes. That's what I'm supposed to do. And shoot, I'm here. I might as well read my Bible. I might as well pray. I might as well help serve somewhere on the music team or in a nursery, or I might as well do something right while I'm here. Why? Because I'm supposed to. Because I'm supposed to. Oh, church. The hows of what you and I do doesn't matter if we do not do this relationship with God out of love. It won't matter. You can serve all you want to. You can give to the poor. You can, you can risk your entire life for everything. But if your relationship with God isn't based out of love, it's nothing. The why matters. Why do we think that love is so important to God? Because it's who he is, right? Because it's who he is. Listen, we want God to do his deal toward us for the right reason. Right? God, don't, don't. God, you better love me. Right? I'm going to mess this up, so... You better forgive me because you love me. 
right? We want God to do his deal for the right reasons. Why can't, why are, why do we get a pass? Why can we, why can we sit and, and confess that we have a relationship with God, but not actually love him? Listen, I'm not talking about reading your Bible every day. I'm not talking about praying every day. I'm not talking about serving. What I'm talking about is a genuine love for your father, that it doesn't matter if he does another thing for you, you will still die for him and that you will still give your life for him. It is about love for your father. And can I submit one more time, and Jeff, if you and Bree will come on and hear me loudly, church, because I think you need to focus about where you are personally. If you do not love, if your relationship with God is not based out of love, you have no relationship. Because the scripture told us, no love, no knowing God. You can't. It's who he is. So for you today, my question is, why do you have a relationship? Are you scared? Are you afraid to die and go to hell? Is that why you read your Bible every day? Is that why you pray? Because you think that's going to keep you out? We read a scripture. It says you could do all of that. But if you and I don't know each other, it ain't going to matter. Are you in this church this morning because mom and dad made you? Are you in this church because this is what you're supposed to do? Are you in this church because you love your father? And you love that person that sits right next to you? Why? Because the why will make all the difference in the world. Can we stand together? These altars are always, always open. And if you're here this morning and you're realizing that your relationship with Jesus really isn't a relationship at all, that it's built out of anything other than your love for your Father, you have a chance today. We sang about it. You have grace today. Grace to make this relationship right. And so I'm going to extend the invitation. I'm going to pray. If you want to come and you want to make that relationship right, then come. If you've never had that relationship and you want to begin that today, I think that's awesome. We'll be here. We'll pray for you. But let me tell you, you're going to have to fall in love with a Savior or none of it's going to matter. None of it's going to matter. We're going to pray. They're going to come and they're going to sing. When the song is over, we'll be dismissed. But let's just spend some time analyzing where we are. Make sure our relationship was right because we're not promised our next breath. Where would you be? Is your why good enough to get you there? We pray that you have been blessed and inspired by today's Covenant Living broadcast. To find out more information about our ministry, just visit our website at www.covenantlifewestga.org. You can find this video there on our homepage. Just click the YouTube button and make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Give us a call at 770 537 
770-537-3747. That's 770-537-3747. At Covenant Life, our mission is to go and make disciples by being real, relational, and reaching. Be sure to join us next week for more Covenant Living with Pastor John Butler.